Let me see, I'm testing the mic, so I'm gonna see. Another episode of the Outrighteous Podcast. Um, I am your host, Dave the Voice, and today is a special day. Um, my nigga pulled up on me, man. One of the OGs, um, hey. overall legend in my book, and soon to be in everybody's book, has pulled up. KFP was popping. Yo, yo, yo. He's here. Are you gonna come in with like a? Yeah, I just came in with the rapper. rapper. That was a straight rapper voice. Yo, yo, like, yo, 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 hey. Know hey, man, kid. look, niggas ain't fucking with me from off Jump Street, man. You know, I came from the trade, you know. Hard not life, nigga. Niggas straight shout up. Shouts out the bad stuff. Shouts out you the biggies. Shouts out to all the niggas that was helping me out from the get-go, you know. Ooh. If I ain't sell these drugs, it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be no Dude, me. You feel me? Niggas come in dropping like six RIPs, man. seven free hymns. Like, nah, that nigga did triple homicide. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking on the free hymns, man. For like, real. first of all, some of y'all really out here doing yeah. those crimes, wow. though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all really doing them crimes Talk about free him yeah, Like man, we not, hey, If you killed that nigga yeah, man, Stay man, in stay jail alive. Until you learn your <laughs> lesson <laughs> Hey that's a fact bro That's <laughs> the fact Cause I done seen about Six free hills And I'm like Nah, nigga, cause that could have been one right, of my people. Right, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You could have, you could have just drove by, purr, purr, you know, sure. niggas dead. Yo, <laughs> niggas is wildin'. But um, KFP is here, and so first I'm gonna just tell them this. So you have been one of the biggest supporters of the podcast from the jump. Like, that's a fact. I think the first episode actually came out. It was like, yo, this shit is actually dope, bro. Like, you know, you should keep doing this shit. Da da da. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. We are gonna keep working. Second episode. Feedback, fire, third episode, fourth, and I'm like, damn, this nigga is really funny with this <laughs> shit. And so, um, so eventually I hit you up about, because I knew that you was a creative, I knew that you was an artist, and so I'm like, yo, let me put both heads together, and let me try to get, um, I want to make it the best show, let me try to get some type of intro or some type of outro from you. So send me whatever you feel like you can send me. Right. So we'll later on, we'll talk about what that song right. is. Um, but first, let's start off with this. So you're a creative, you're a rapper. Tell them a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into rapping? What was that process like for you? Uh, the funny thing about the whole rapping thing is like I've always been, I've always been good on the music side. Like yeah. I grew up playing piano. I grew up playing the saxophone. I grew up playing the drums. Damn, I Kanye. Mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> young Kanye. You know I'm young genius talking Shit about. Sound like, like a choice to me. <laughs> You know, I was a young yeah. genius in itself. You right, know? right. But I definitely um, grew up on the musically inclined skill for real. Uh huh. But um, when it came to rapping, that was like something totally different. Right. Uh, funny thing about it is, um, it didn't really start till 
I probably say it's funny because your brother yeah. is the one who actually started with. Shout out to OGD. A lot of people don't know about OGD. They don't know about OGD, man. You know, Ohio Gangsters D. We, you know, you say the full name, it sounds a little bit more corny, but <laughs> but you know, OGD. You know, we're yeah. gonna keep it at that for sure. But it's funny because it, it it all started with him, man. I remember right. him rapping this song and putting it on YouTube, and I was like, you know what? I think I can do that shit. You right. Know? So I go. I went ahead and um, I went ahead and jumped on the bandwagon, man. I, we started rapping together. We started as a group. Yeah, it was me and him. We called ourselves Army of Two. I remember know, that. Yeah, corny ass name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, we making diss songs of our own cousins, bro. Like our own cousins playing us, like y'all niggas ain't no rappers, man. And we actually making diss songs about them, man. It take a certain type of look, nigga to look. diss their own cousins. <laughs> look, oh, okay, look. My grandmother came in the basement for real. She came in the basement. I had my laptop. Yeah. She came in the basement. She's like, I know y'all ain't cussing down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We straight, we straight yeah. on my laptop. Like, oh no, grandma coming down the stairs. <laughs> Close it down. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. But but for real, for real, like when it came to that, um, we just started rapping and um Yeah, wow. <laughs> and when when we uh I kinda realized I was a little bit more serious about it than mm-hmm. him and I was like, you know, it's time for me to take it solo. Found the same thing he was recording on, just right. took it solo from there. Yeah. Other than that, I mean it was just really like me jumping on the solo bandwagon and really just kinda finding where I fit at when it came to rap. Right. Learning how to, you know, critique my own bars, learning how to take feedback from other people. Right. And just grow as an artist. So uh-huh. that, that was like my main thing for real. So when it came to you, so like you just said, uh, growing as an artist. So outside of you rapping um, at an early age, who was some, even, so, so, this, so this is how I'm going to ask this question. From your early age to now, who were those inspirations, and do you have the same inspiration? Did you get the same inspiration from whoever those artists were then as you do now? I will say, like, most people, when I talk to them, they always be like, Pop, yeah, Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. They was the only ones to ever inspire me. Like, I don't know anybody <laughs> else that. have jobs. They were the only ones that inspired me on yeah. the rap side. Like, no, nah, for me... It was way different because, like I said, my my parents, they older, you know, so they, they in their 50s and, you know, 50s now. Right. So when I grew up, I grew up to a lot of um, older school music. Right. So, and they kind of brought me up on that. The only time I was ever listening to rap is I go kick it with one of my, like, younger cousins and stuff. Yeah. And they, like, playing some stuff in their car. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what's this? Yeah. And, you know, they playing 50 Cent or, you know, Ja Rule or something. You just oh, be yeah. something different. Yeah. You know, that but. was a dope-ass era, though. <laughs> it was, though. That was it a was good-ass era. Because that was, like, shit. I know for me, that was, like, like my first experience listening to rap was the College Dropout. That was the very first mm. rap album. That Which is a heard. good album from yeah. the sample side, from yeah. Kanye making the beat to, yeah. you know, him rapping on it. That was some real music. That was right. back when Kanye was making real music. Yeah, you for, know, sure. But, for sure. For sure. So but who so so wait for so me who, who um for me who was like really the one who kind of um transformed the way I rap was really Kendrick Lamar wow. and J Cole yeah yeah, um, yeah when I first heard Kendrick I actually played this song today yeah um it was a freestyle he did it was called Look Out for the Detox first off well, you got all right so let's pause right there for a second <laughs> that freestyle hard as man tired moss tired yeah. moss <laughs> with the tire. <laughs> right, i'm a runaway yeah, slave yeah. walking on water and running no way uh-huh. man come on man that was nah that, that freestyle was, was definitely hard 
Too bad Detox never came hey, out. Yeah, no, it never did come out. Like, you know what I'm saying? He needed to take that whole song off the internet. Like, too bad Detox never came out. Um, I know Dre sitting there like, damn, man. Yeah, I probably like, should have put that shit out. And, and they still talk about that it's going to eventually come out. It though. ain't going to never come out, man. That's just after he died, like, you know. Yeah. Maybe they trying to wish come, no death on nobody. It'll come out after Endgame. <laughs> hey, right after, right what? after a thing don't snap. Like, after a thing don't snap, he fucked around and accidentally erased the detox. <laughs> So they had right. to start from scratch, right. right. <laughs> but um, so not so you said Kendrick and Cole was two of your biggest inspirations. But were they rapping like on the early stages of you rapping though? Like who? So I know you said like Jai Fifty them was out. So were those back when you first started? Were those like your big inspirations? No, I, honestly, I like I say uh, when I I say like okay, Ti went out, but that was back when I was in high school and stuff. Like Ti. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah T.I. is a legend. That yeah, was back yeah, when I was in high school, though. You know, uh-huh. I'm 29, just to put the you know age out there. I'm older than a lot of you niggas, man. I've been doing this shit. I've been doing this shit way longer. You feel me? <laughs> but no, nah, no, for real, though. T.I. was uh was definitely, like, one of my favorite artists back in the day, for real. Um, right. I mess with him a lot. But to be honest with you, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole was just the ones who, who tra- like, really made me switch up my flow, switch up what I wanted to talk about right. when it just came to music. Because when I started out, all my stuff was vulgar, man. Right. It's bitches, hoes, yeah. sluts, all through yeah. that stuff. Niggas, you know? pussies. Niggas, you know, pussies. <laughs> like, I, I didn't... Guns, man. drugs. I, well, no, wait, wait, hold up. <laughs> hold up now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put all that in there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like the the one of the first uh, early moments of my rap stuff is like I remember when I finally started putting stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it somehow got back around to my mother. Right, and my mother hearing it and stuff, and she like she go on YouTube. Yeah, well she ain't really go on YouTube. Somebody told her, and they old they wasn't getting on YouTube. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? They ain't getting on YouTube. <laughs> She, she she hear it from somebody else and she uh-huh. called me up. She like, so uh, what's this I hear about you calling girls bitches and hoes? I'm like, oh my like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I ain't calling them that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just the song. Like, you should have blamed that shit on OGD. That's I should have. I should have. I should have blamed it right on him. You hear me? Yeah. You hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> but so now that's crazy too because even now we're doing the whole podcasting thing. I was just kicking it with my mother the other day and she like, yeah, they told me that you got like a radio show. I said. Nah, I don't. <laughs> nah, not me. Not me. You know I what don't. I'm doing? It's a little bit of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I upload every week. I, I mean, definitely. I go to a spot. I literally record all of my stuff. You know, I got people coming through. But it's not a radio it's show. Not a radio right? show. Oh my, no, not at all. But um, so hot. So so so. Let's dive into that for a second. So when they heard you rap and they heard the content that you was putting out. Was it like they was like, nah, this ain't what you're gonna do? Like, what was because like, I, I feel like for <laughs> a lot a of story. us, I feel like for a lot of us, and when I say us, I just mean people that's trying to rap and they also have like a parent or parents that's involved, their mm-hmm. parent be like, nah, oh uh, yeah, yeah, this ain't what you're doing. Yeah, man, my dad is like the biggest on that, like, yeah, because we we God fearing people, and I, I mean, I'm a Christian at the end of the day, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins. For sure, you know, that don't sound, I hope that don't sound like I just wrote it down. <laughs> 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 He just ran it off his palm. Like I read, you know what I'm saying? I engraved that Hold as on, a real tattoo. Quick. Yeah, I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah. But for real, like, yeah. you know, that's what my dad, he brought me up as. And so, like, he used to always, he would hear, if he hears something about my music or hear something about it, he'd be like, you glorifying find God? I'd be like, yeah. ooh. Like, yeah, right, right, right. You know, so I got to, sometimes I had to take a step back 
and realize like what am I talking about? Am I really gonna be putting something out there that's gonna mm. really uplift the youth? Right. And that was my sure. my major thing because I realized that from a lot of the music that we we hear today, it's not uplifting. It's right. it's really making us look at music totally different than what it used to be. For now, sure. yes, they had their songs back in the day, but their songs was a tad bit more discreet than what yeah. we was putting out today. Right. You know. The stuff we putting out today is straight to the point. <laughs> it is, for sure. Like, And I'll even say this, because I feel like now with this whole new generation of all the littles and all the lean rappers, you ain't even got like rap genius what these niggas is talking about anymore, because you can hear it. You right, can clearly right. hear niggas talk about like whether it's like suicide, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's infidelity, all of this shit that we don't need to be hearing. Right. And so, so how you talked about Kendrick and Cole was like two of your biggest influencers. I think like... What a lot of people don't realize is, is usually the music that we listen to is more influential than just we enjoy this music. Or this oh, for is sure. But it almost could go transcend into the way you live your life. So sure. do you feel like, how do you feel about, how did you avoid falling victim? I don't even want to say victim, but how did you avoid falling into the crowd of um, the people who enjoy the depressing ass rap music that's out for it. and I, and I'm just calling it that cuz that's really what it is at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, um for me like I said since I've been in so many different lanes of just music in itself. Yeah. I mean, like I said when I played piano, I studied it was studying classical music. Right. So it was the Mozart's, the box, you know. Yeah. Shit niggas don't really know about. So uh -huh. I'm literally studying stuff that people don't know about then when it came to the um when it came to like old school music man my dad used to play johnny guitar watson yeah. like i don't know what you know like when i was going to basketball games when mm -hmm. i was young and playing basketball i'm going to the games listening to johnny guitar watson this you don't you don't really know what that First feels off, like you can't I don't even know who the fuck johnny guitar watson. You, know what I'm saying? Like, look, you, know, you can't get hype up a johnny guitar watson song like you don't even know who, you go look him up you can be like whoa bro Biggest go look up like, superman lover <laughs> Mozart three, man. Okay, Mozart three, bro. I'm coming down the court skipping, like skipping. Yo, that's dumb. Wow, that's wild though. That's crazy. But that was a, a, a way. I feel like the way I was raised, the way my parents raised me, and when it came to like just music in itself, yeah, they made me so all around with the music that I knew when I heard certain types of music that okay, this ain't the way you're supposed to live. Like, right. You wasn't born that way. You wasn't raised that way. This ain't the way you're supposed to live. Um, funny thing about it is my Uncle Earl, yeah. he was like one Shout of my, you know what I'm saying? Right, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another OG. Okay, dropping, <laughs> dropping the hella lessons on you, bro. You will drop the unexpectedly, hella, unexpected you had, lessons, Unexpected lessons, man. You Thanksgiving and all of a sudden you man. walk away with question and everything. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? He gonna put that one arm around you and stuff, bring you in like, hey, let me talk to you real quick. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But he hit me with so many things and the first thing he told me when it came to rapping, he was like, look, you rap about what you know. Right. Now, I mean, that's just, this is legit what he said. He said, you rap about what you know. Don't rap outside of that. For sure. Because you can't talk about what you don't know. Right. And from then on, man, I literally rapped about what I know. And that's a fact, too. And, and even, and so, <clears throat> when you look at, like, artists in today's time who rap about what they know, I actually think that they tend to have more longevity in the rap game than artists who don't. Like, man... 
When, like, like, so, for example, I would say, like, somebody who started off rapping about what they knew. Mm-hmm. And once again, I'm a highlight, started off. <laughs> um, but Drake was somebody who he started off pretty much talking about. I feel like he, mm-hmm. also, okay. okay, so no, debate <laughs> because, because, so I'm going to tell you from my perspective and then just get me right if I'm wrong. But okay. I feel like when Drake first started off, I'm talking mixtape Drake. Oh, okay, mixtape Drake. Mixtape Drake. Mixtape Drake was raw. Mixtape Drake was hard. I he was just that. talking about pretty much bitches, Toronto, mm-hmm. clothes, and how he could flex on people. Right. It wasn't really like, I pull that chop out. Oh, my God. Take Keith. <laughs> like, he just wasn't. He didn't have that energy. This and new so culture he stayed, culture yeah, it's crazy. He stayed in his lane, and so people respected that. Right. And then you look at rappers who rap about what they know, like uh, Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. And... Um, J. Cole, Kendrick. Like it's the list goes on and on. Yeah. Um, but then when you have those rappers who rap about shit, they acting. You got your Takashis. Oh god. You got your damn near anybody who got little in front of this shit. Man. That's exactly what I said. I said like most of these rappers today, they need they need Oscars, not Grammys. Right. You know what that's I'm a fact. That's a bar. They need, they need Oscars. I not need Grammys. the bomb sound effect. Cause that shit is a yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying. They need yeah, Oscars, not Grammys, for right, real. Because right. like half of these rappers out here these days, man, they acting about a life they don't live. I mean, we watching the Takashi stuff break down right in front of us. You know, yeah. we go from a dude talking about, man, I don't care, man, you suck my dick, man, yeah. all that stupid, you know, <laughs> you know stupid, you know. And then as soon yeah. as he get in jail, it's like, oh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Mr. Judge, sir, um, I know who did it. Uh, he was on East 14th Street and down sure. in Manhattan. Like, nah, yeah. bro, we ain't right. on that, man. Right, right, right. Like, that's that's just not that's not. That's not what I'm on. For and so, so, do you feel like your upbringing helped you avoid taking that type of route, though, as portraying, um, portraying an artist that you weren't really? Oh, for sure. Because, for sure. because it could get tricky, man. Like even me, even though I'm not a uh, rapper, my creativity comes out through conversation and through podcasting. And I've had influences before I started my own. And <clears throat> when I first started, I I saw myself drawing from those influences, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, damn, bro, like. I was influenced by this person, but that's not me. Right. So I have to bring my version of this self. That's that's perfect because like I always feel like um, no matter what you do, sometimes you might have to step outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. and get into something new. But when you step outside your comfort zone, you still remain you at the same time. Right. So if I take myself and I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to, like for me, I like to rap on any beats that's kind of like soulful. Yeah. You can hear these beats 10 years down the line and it's like, okay, I'm feeling that. Right. But if I was to jump on any type of maybe a trap beat or something or a twerk beat or something, like I still put me into it so yeah. that you know that, all right, this person ain't just trying to be somebody else. He's still him at the right. same time. And that's what you got to do with anything in life. Like sometimes you're going to step outside your comfort zone, but long as you still being you, you you right there where you want to be. You yeah. just a little bit uncomfortable. For sure. Hey, listen, I don't have my OGs pull up for nothing. Okay, hey. so this nigga, he's already giving you more than what you hey, paid man, for. You know what I'm and saying? you pay for know, shit. So how much you gonna pay me for this? <laughs> look, look. I'm not stopping here for nothing. Look, man, I'll tell you right now, man. I'm making some good money per hour, and I'm gonna need that as I'm doing this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so I want to ask you. So, highlighting your music. Um, for the people who do not 
who haven't realized or people who don't know, KFP is the one who came up with City Thoughts, Facts. the outro that I love. People have hit me up, said that they love it. Hey. It's credited <laughs> in every single episode. Shout out like to Every Shad. episode, I'm making sure that I'm like, is that who produced it? Shot. Well, Shot is the one who engineered it. You okay. Know? Um, yeah, Black yeah, Mayo is yeah. the one who produced it, but yeah. Shot is the one who engineered it, man. Um, I've, been, I've been working with Shot for like a few years now. So. Yeah, so shout out. So I'm going to tag him. So when we leave yeah, this episode, you give me his Instagram. Him. I'm gonna tag him in it. But that outro. So when I first heard that outro, so first off, let me rewind. Anytime people tell me like, "Yo, I rap," right? My first thing is like, oh, "Okay, a lot of niggas rap. Let me hear this shit," right? <laughs> so then you sent me, you sent me City Thoughts. You might have sent me a couple of songs, but I think you sent no, me City, City Thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah, first, you sent me yeah. City Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm listening to it, and I'm like, "Damn, I fuck with this, bro. Like, right. This shit." This shit is really dope. And so I'm going to tell you why I think that your music is dope. Yes, you are a rapper. But I think that it's a difference between rappers and songwriters. And I feel like you are a rapper, but I feel like you're very talented with songwriting. Some niggas is good verse for verse, but that chorus shit don't work for them. But you find a way to not just make your verses hard, but also your choruses hard. And even the song that we came into, they had... Part of the verse and part of the chorus and the shit and I'm listening to it and I'm like damn this slap mm-hmm. and so city thoughts when I heard city thoughts and the outro part that I always play is the part where it's all I know is that I do it for oh, my city hey, yeah hey, yeah and then yeah. it gets to then it quiet and it uh-huh. go out I love that shit <laughs> so somebody <laughs> called me the other day like yo city thoughts is stuck in my head bro. like I fuck with it I'm like yeah that shit is hard. And so I told him that I would tell you. So you got a fan out there. I appreciate it. You yeah. know, I always get some random fans, man. I walked yeah. into Pole at one time, and the dude was like, "I think I know you, bro." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because I know I ain't that famous, for real. Right, you know, right, I'm not right, really right. famous at all. So yeah. like, I walk in, if I walk in the spot and somebody like, "Oh, I know you," I'm like, "Okay, wait, hold up, yeah. who, who you know?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, right? He's like, "Oh, bro, man, you rap or something? You do some music?" I'm like, "Yeah, I rap, man." Yeah. You know? So, but. It, but that's humbling at the same time in itself, because mm-hmm. like, I'm a perfectionist, right? You know, when it comes to music, so I always feel like when I'm making something, that it's not right. It, mm-hmm. it may not be perfect to me, and I put it out there, and then I get all this good feedback, right? And that, and that's the crazy part for me. But um, city thoughts, man, just the way that was constructed, man. I was, I hate to say that. There's one thing I heard, and this is something I took from Kendrick. Yeah, was that he was like. When you come to writing a song, man, you don't write to make a hit. You right. just write a song. Like, you don't know what's going to be a hit. Yeah. You know, and that's why I, I try to tell anybody who up and coming, anybody who rapping, period. Like, don't write for the hit. Right. Because you don't know. The song that you like the most is going to be the one that they don't like. The one that you that's don't like is going to be the song that they love the most. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you just put the music out there and you let it speak for itself. As long as right. you're putting you in it, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? You just put you in it. Yeah. So so with City Thoughts, is City Thoughts one of your, out of all the songs that you've created, is City Thoughts one of the ones that you like or dislike? Like, how do you feel about City Thoughts? All right, so the, how I feel about City Thoughts, I think it's a great song. Yeah. When I did, when I uh, finally recorded it yeah. and I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, this song, this song smack. I can yeah. see this in the stadiums. I can yeah. hear this in, the, you know, yeah. the Cavs coming out, too. Right. You know, and I actually sent it, I sent it to one of the uh, Cavs. Um, choreographers for her for the dance team. That's hungry. Yeah, man, that's oh, a, you supposed to do man, shit like that. I was though. DMing them every and day. That's a le- all yo, so day. hold on, so like, hold on. So before you keep talking about it, give them that lesson. Give them that. Tell them about that because a lot of people don't think to do that shit. A lot of people think that like I'm gonna make this song and shit's just gonna blow up for ah, me. Yeah, yeah. 
and nothing gonna blow up. Nothing happens overnight. I mean, right. You got the rare stories of somebody being like, "Oh yeah, I just I just started rapping yesterday." Nigga, and blue face. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lil Uzi Vert ran yeah. three songs and he blew up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That, yeah. That's 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 like hitting the lottery for real. Right, you know? right, right. A lot of times you gotta put some work into it. You gotta be literally dropping a bunch of songs, the visuals. It's about. It's it's not even about the talent anymore. It's really more about the. Um, Popularity. Sometimes popularity and who you know for real. You right. Know, most of it is about putting the product out there, but when you put the product out there, it got to be right. Right. I mean, people ain't going to respect nothing that you put out there that just look like anything. For sure. So, and that's a fact. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you did with your podcast. Yeah. You know, you making sure the product right. You making sure it sound right. You making sure it's edited right. You making sure you got the the um, the vocals. Yeah. Everything correct. Because, you know, if somebody's just listening to it like you recorded it off an of iPhone or... or um, uh, or Android or something, right? Ain't gonna listen to it like <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Nigga just look, dissed look, all look, the Android. <laughs> look, look, I had to, I had to take a break and think about like, what is an Android? <laughs> I don't even know what an Android is. You know? Hey, hey shouts out! I used to have an Android, but when I switched to iPhone, I'm part of the fam. Side, sidebar, sidebar. So sidebar. The funny shit about that comment is, is like I could see all the analytics as to who listens off of what. Man. Like it's like seven percent of people listen off of Android. Everybody else listens off a of straight iPhone. So you shout out me? to Weird. Team iPhone. Man, give me an Apple sponsorship, some shit, man. Something, man. Give, give him something. You know, he working, he working off a Mac right now. You know what like, I'm saying? Yo, I let you got the Mac man. right now. Look, What's we eat apples all day. That's all I'm saying. For real, <laughs> I don't really know. Okay, okay, that was a bar. I'm just saying, you know, niggas clearly never stop rapping. <laughs> yo, so let me ask you this though, Kev, because um, so you said you talked about how like a lot of rappers they come up with a joint that they don't. Like, and usually that's what people take to the most. Um, I know I specifically heard Cole talk about how he hates the song Workout. People <sighs> fucking love Workout. And I hate Workout too, right? Exactly. But I've seen a couple of this nigga's live performances. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear that bitch, I get a little tired. <laughs> you can't help yourself. You, know? you can't help yourself. You know, you know how that beat, when yeah, that beat come on, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. man. Uh-huh. I'm about to do a push-up or something. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, about to watch a girl twerk something or something. Uh, like, yeah, but for real. That, that's really how it is. Like, yeah. sometimes the song that you hate the most is the one that popped the most. Right. You know? What's your... um. What's your studio vibes look like? Because I know a lot of people, they have their, like, when I talk to Tev, Tig, shouts out to Tev. Um, shouts out to Cuz, man. Yeah, when I talk to Tev, you know, he described a little bit about his process, how that shit worked for him. But what's your process like? All right, so, like, the studio vibe. I'm, uh-huh. Like I said, I'm a perfectionist. So, yeah. if I come to a studio, first of all, I'm not rich, so I can't sit there and just sit in the studio all day long. Right. Niggas is there to work. Man, what? You know, I'm there to work, bro. I'm class like I'm I punch in and yeah. like, all right, bro, you better be ready when I right. get there. Right. No, like when I get there for real, it's really just I already got the song wrote. Right. Most of the time I even got the ad libs down. Like I'm making wow. sure that I have everything complete. Cause you, you got O C D with the shit. So you yeah, yeah, to be honest with you, yeah, yeah for yeah, real. Yeah. Cause like you can go in there and really waste your money and waste your time for real recording mm-hmm. a song that don't even don't even sound right. Right. You know. And so like when I get into the studio or whatever, he loads up the beat. We get in there. Um I really just I, I get the song all out. I've been since I've been doing this, I'm like I said, I'm twenty nine. I've been doing been rapping in the studio probably since I was twenty one. Right. So and going every year consistently. Yeah. So when it came down to it, I would get in there, drop a song 
probably the first 15 minutes and leaving the rest of the hour for the engineer to work yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say you got to give shots out to your engineers because you come in with the blueprint, they come out with the finished product. Definitely. You know? And and what, uh, another thing that I want to ask you to just talk about a little bit is, is um I know, so a lot of people are saying that, and I'm not even going to say a lot of people are saying, I think that we are moving into a time to where the engineer and the producers are almost bigger than the rappers themselves. Like, when you hear a project, when you hear a song come on, and you hear it, take key, fuck these niggas up, mm-hmm. you automatically, like, oh, and then you're like, okay, who's spitting on this shit, though? That could be, I mean, it, could, it depends. Yeah. It's like, really, it's about where the money at. Right. Because take key could just be like, you know what, this person just paid me a meal for the beat. I'm going to give them that beat. Sometimes yeah. it's just about the money in the, in right, the situation. Right, right. Yeah. Like you don't know who's going to rap on your beat, but if they got the money to rap on your beat, you're going to give it to them, no matter if they're going to fuck your beat up or if they right. make your beat sound like it was the best beat ever made. Yeah. Do you know off of the top of your head like any producer or producers that you was like, when I get my moment, this is who I want to work with? Um, Man, that was that. that's a hard question. Yeah. Um, I always... That that's a hard question for real. Yeah, because it's like I'm not a big Drake fan. Right. You know, not to get fucking blackballed by Drake. And all, <laughs> all his fans. Culture you know, vultures by Drake. Mr. Culture vulture himself. <laughs> you know. I, yeah. You know. But Boy Wonder has made some hard beats. Um, Forty makes some deep, dope beats too. Though. Yeah, Boy Wonder. Boy, Boy Wonder. Wonder 40, definitely. Forty has made some hard beats. Um, Cause like I, them nine a.m. in Dallas and shits like that. Them man, be Boy Wonder, don't man, they? What, yeah. Them bitches be so hard, um, bro. Shit. Yeah. Metro Boomin, man. Metro he, Boomin he's made some, some hard. He's made some hard beats. Um, uh shit. Got a couple Rick Ross, a couple Rick Ross producers. Yo, first man. off, R- Ross Ooh. got some fire ass beats, and especially when you talk about like soul and shit. Oh man, it would be the samples and stuff. Yeah. Like when you hear them samples and stuff, like even when he was doing that Maybach music, yeah, part one, part two. You know, right. when I was hearing that, I'm like, oh man, it was Justice League, Justice League. That's yeah. what he was making them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Justice yeah, League yeah, was making these beats, yeah. man. I'm just like, oh my yeah. god. Yo, and you know, so maybe you could clarify this for me because, so you know, Good Music had this past summer. Good Music uh-huh. had the, I think it's like a seven week thing where it's like dropping albums every week or some shit. It was a time period, where it was, time period where it was dropping mad albums. And best, for real, Tiana Taylor had the best album out of all. I agree with to you. Be I listened all the way up until WTP. And I'd be like, mm, okay, I'm gonna just stop. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, so I know Kanye produced those. Right, mm-hmm. but is that the same as making a beat, and is that all the same thing as far as production, or is production more so just like the sound, the quality of the song, not um, necessarily the beat? I feel like the producing end is like you produce the beat, yeah, the person who makes the beat or whatever. Uh-huh. When it comes engineering, that's the person who quality who, who makes the quality mixes it, you yeah, know, yeah. mixes it down, masters the song, make sure everything, all the levels sound right. For sure, because technically, it's funny because. Um, Beats in itself, man, it cost a lot, and I and I do agree, agree. You know, you have to you have to pay for beats and, and and get the the rights to them. Right. Some man, sometimes like you, you when you really tally up how much money you could spend on just one song. Say a producer charge you a thousand dollars for that song. Yeah. Okay, you spend a thousand, then you spend another forty dollars to record the song. Mm-hmm. Then you spend another hundred dollars to get the song mastered. Yeah. Then you spend another twenty dollars to put the song somewhere else. You know, put it on online. Now yeah. you spend another 
three hundred dollars to make the video. You know that right. shit tallies up after a while. For so sure. you kind of gotta find like when you don't have the money like that, you gotta find a little bit of shortcuts around the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryson Tiller, this this one of the stories that I like from him is that when he made that don't beat, I yeah. mean when he made that don't song, mm-hmm. he found that beat and he rapped on it and um or sang on it or whatever. And he kind of got this feeling like, okay, this song is about to blow up. He got yeah. getting some feedback from it. He purchased that beat. He purchased that beat. You know that song blew up. I mean, that was yeah. like gave him Grammy nods. On right, that song. right, right. Like it's just about niggas are still trying to time that first. Dumb. Man, you, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta time that. Shit. Like it's, it's hard for real. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. man, what if I go spend a thousand dollars on a beat? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then now this ain't even the song that people like. Cause like That's I was saying up. before. The song that you like the most might be the song that niggas don't like. Right. So you could spend a thousand dollars on this song, and now your song just sitting there. You can just spend a thousand dollars on it. Yeah. And it's 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 pretty much a dud. So would you? Uh, and if you don't, then that's fine. But would you feel comfortable telling people like how much have you ever paid for a beat? <sighs> okay. Like okay, I just I'll put it this way: paying for beats and even studio time. Yeah. I could have probably bought three, four, or five cars by Damn. now. By the time I, I mean, like I said, I've been recording since yeah. twenty one. Yeah. So if you think about, okay, I probably about five or six mixtapes in. Yeah. Even if they never heard them, I'm about five, yeah. six <laughs> mixtapes in. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I've been recording. I said I'm a perfectionist. You know, you gotta give me that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I don't put everything I, I got out. I am dead. <laughs> I should be putting shit out since I'm spending this amount of money, right? But <laughs> for real, like, if I really tallied up the amount of money I spent, man, I should have yeah. been taking trips. I should have been yeah, out the for country. Some niggas in Dubai you know? with your album oh, money. Man, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for real, niggas yeah. is really taking trips. Right. But at the end of the day, from what I learned from all of that, is just like sometimes you got to do things because you love to do it. Mm-hmm. And it ain't even about the money I spend. Right. Um, dope jockey. Yeah, that's I made this CD good feelings. It's the most complete project that I've ever made for real. Where is it available at? So they know Audio Mac, Audio, Audio Mac, Mac right, right now. If you go to Audio Mac, you type in either KFP two one six or you type in good feelings, you are gonna see the the picture pop up. You know, it's a picture of a dude standing with his daughter looking over a lake. Right, like you know, and it's really like the whole vibe of the CD is is from the title, good feelings. Yeah. Like, we 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 live life and we go through life and we get hit with different certain you know we get hit with problems we get hit with temptations we get hit with certain dilemmas that we got to somehow get through but if you have the right mindset at the end of the day you're going to have good feelings about all of that that's and so deep. that's pretty much what I took the whole CD as and yeah. I I took you through it like a ride of just different songs you know right, you right, got right. your songs you bounce to mm-hmm. you got your songs you can think about you got your songs for the women and and that's really what I left it at and yeah. um that was the most complete project um I can say that I was the most feeling like an artist for real yeah I mean I did skits on there where I did different voices I did old man voices wow you so know? you really just tried to get as creative as possible on for sure show. yeah for sure like got creative as possible yeah and that's what I'm saying that CD means the most to me that's deep real. so yeah. we I'm, I'm gonna tag that in here too all your Mac good feelings yeah. um and so how does how does you being an artist because with you being an artist it takes a certain level of transparency Right when you're putting out music, mm-hmm. 
you almost giving people opportunity to critique, <clears throat> excuse me, not just you, but your life, right? Right. How how has that affected you? Have have you ever had somebody bring up something that you mentioned in the song and use it against you in real life? Because I've had somebody definitely hit me up about something I said on the podcast. You be saying some crazy <laughs> stuff on here, though, like, you know what I'm saying? You be saying some wild stuff on here, and yeah. I be like, all right, cuz, you better be chilling out, man. You're going to be single for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shit's definitely got me in trouble before. And so I'm curious as to, like, for other creatives, how is that, has that affected you? Like, somebody hit you up, like, well, shit, you said in the second verse on... City thoughts that yeah 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 um, I feel like being transparent as possible I feel like that's you just being real yeah like at the end of the day you gotta be you you right. gotta be real mm-hmm. if people want to pick from that that's that's on them yeah you know what I'm saying it don't affect your day to day movement it don't affect the money you bringing in right some for some people it's been affecting the money they bring in but like that's when you get to a point where the stuff you did is like completely. Out of pocket, for yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely out of pocket, for right? Me. For me, most of the stuff that I'm talking about in my songs, I even make sure for myself that I ain't talking about nothing too crazy, right? You know, and that's what I respect about you. And so, and so, let's talk about that as well. Let's dive into that. So, okay. how you said that you don't, you try not to talk about nothing too crazy, especially if it's not something that is really you. Um, how do you feel about artists that don't really like? I would say that your lane, like I said, I, I would put you in the same lane as like the Chance the Rappers and those people, and not because of like, oh, he always rapping about some super positive shit. <laughs> Sometimes I'd be tired of Chance with like the real happy-go-lucky yeah, shit. Man, like, like, you just that. be sounding like you running through a Mario. Yeah. Like you running through a Mario. I'm sliding on rainbows. Like, where's the Starburst at? But you're one of those artists who I feel like you can can go into different lanes without necessarily talking about like violence or talking about drugs or talking about whatever. How do you feel about those artists who they can't like you know, we know some artists who Oh, put themselves in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Um first of all, shout out to my cousin T B man, you know, yeah, about to TB. come out with that from scratch tape. For sure. You know, but um this is something I had talked to him about just recently. It was just about being versatile. Yeah. You gotta be able to Pretty much jump into any lane that you can. Right. Um, I've wrote R and B songs before. Not to say they were the best songs. They yeah. wasn't like no, you know. It wasn't no neo shit. It wasn't no neo shit. You know, no <laughs> Russian shit. You know. But I'm saying they was they was catered to the women at least. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I made myself as versatile as possible. You know, most of the time anybody was passing me beats. I'll put a verse on there, you know, I'll put a 16 on there, and you better come with your best, because right. if you don't, you're going to be outshadowed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I feel like being versatile, but that come from, like, your upbringing. You stop dropping stuff, please. We're doing my interview. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> recording in process. I'm recording in process. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, you know this, yeah. is, this is legendary. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to drop a bomb, <laughs> you, okay, you, know, you fucked it up, you better, hold, you better hold your phone and stuff in your hands and stuff while yeah. you're talking to me. <laughs> but, for real, like, um... I feel like for the most part, when it came to the music, is that I, I always tell people, like like I say, be you. Right. Be you at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's just where, that's where I'm at with it when mm-hmm. it comes to the rap. Yeah. Um, you, you had actually just said something that I wanted to touch on, and then that shit slipped right out of my brain. I can't like your remember. phone slipping out your like hand. Like my huh? hand phone slipped. <laughs> <laughs> like my phone slipped out of my hand. Where do you see yourself? As far as, so you said that you've been rapping for a minute. Mm-hmm. Where, 
when it comes to your art, when it comes to your music, do you ever see yourself saying, all right, I'm going to put it up. I'm going to stop. <sighs> That's a great question, for yeah. real. Um, I think once you become an artist, you never get that feeling like, okay, I'm going to put it up. Yeah. But at some point in your life, you realize that there's a lot of things that's a little bit more important than you chasing your dream. Definitely. Um, for me, I got a five-year-old daughter, yeah. you know, um, and so for me, it's not about my dream anymore. It's about her dream. Yeah. If I realize that she's in music, maybe, maybe what it was, what God brought to me <clears throat> was that you know music, so you can teach it to your child, so, so that she, she can, can she can evolve into mm-hmm. something bigger than what you even thought you yeah. was. Bigger than Beyonce, man. man what bigger yeah. than Beyonce? Yeah. Shouts out to the Hive. Don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cancel me, please. <laughs> but uh, for real, like, um, I, I realized that, you know, um, I got a lot of other things that I'm trying to do in life. You know, I'm right. finishing up school and stuff, finishing yeah. up things like that. So, you know, I'm, I still want to travel. Yeah. But to say that I could just completely forget music, that's just not me. I right. Was, I was born with the gift. Yeah. And they feel like if you brought with the gift and you put it out there in a way, God is somehow make a way that you're able to use that gift. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with it. If either it be the way I'm using it to help my daughter get her gifts together and maybe she can be doing something along the lines of music because she's already in that, feeling that musically inclined spirit. I can see it in her. Right. But for me, I just know that right now, just keep doing it as a hobby. I'm helping other people out, you know, mm-hmm. TV. TB got his own CD he working on from scratch. We we in the group 93 Rose, just to clarify. Yeah. 93 Rose is a group, not a song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, 93 Rose is the group. Shouts out to Granny Rose. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm in the lane now where I've learned so much from music and just the politics of music right. that I can literally teach other people like if you really that serious about music i can give you somewhat of a blueprint of what you need to do yeah things that i didn't do you know such as shooting mu- music videos or mm-hmm. in your epk your e um ep <laughs> epk it's been a long look had to slow it down bro. it's been a long ass day you know what i'm saying i've been up since 5 a.m right but yeah just to get you know, electronic press kits out here, yeah. um, so that you look more professional as an artist. Right, that's what you got to do. So, so how do you do? You feel like you know a little bit. So I know you just talked about like knowing the politics, knowing the rules, knowing what to do. But uh, how do you go about educating yourself on just the business of music, though? You know, because I, some people wait until they blow up to learn the business, which is all wrong. Yeah, um, I used to have a manager back when I was like. Probably 22 or 23. I uh-huh. had a manager. She found me. On, yeah. on, I was back when I was on Twitter, heavy. Right. And just literally Twitter trapping. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, literally yeah. just put posting songs and stuff and posting things. And she was like, you know what? You got like a, I can see some potential in you and stuff. And, and you got something. Yeah. And um, we ain't on speaker terms no more, which is crazy. Because yeah. like, I'm generally, I, I don't have, I'm nice to everybody for real I, don't, right. I ain't never been suspended or nothing you know mm-hmm. I'm still a whore that <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'll beat your motherfuckers <laughs> but no for real like 
<laughs> I, <laughs> I've never been suspended. <laughs> Look, man, I defuse situations, man. Bro, but I, how the fuck you go through all of high school and never get suspended? Man, bro. look, I, I dodged a lot of shit. I didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? I, I beat up, I beat up a few kids in the bathroom just because I ain't want to get suspended. You know, because I gotta face the whooping at home. I'm you know, so tight that we just equated being a good person to never being suspended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so, so yeah, so, so that relationship itself, it's not. You see how serious my nigga got real quick. Like, <laughs> he went from laughing to, hey, bro, let me tell you real quick. <laughs> oh, so you said that. So y'all relationship, and we don't even have to dive into that at all. But so y'all relationship with that manager isn't where it is. But did no, that manager teach no. you a little bit she about the? She taught me a lot, man. I, yeah. I learned a lot about the business end of it, yeah. and she told me that it was not even all about talent. It was about the politics, right. about who you know. Yeah. So from that, I just tried to gain more relationships. I did more shows. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing she told me, for sh- the main thing she told me that I took heed to was like, stop rapping over other people's instrumentals. Right. Because you're not even that big of an artist, so don't nobody want to hear you rap over a Wayne beat. Right. Or rap over a you know a Migos beat. Yeah. You know or a Drake beat. You don't want to hear none of that. They want to hear if you can actually create a song, make it a nice melody, something that they can actually relate to. Yeah. They want to hear that. They don't want to hear you rapping over somebody else's beat. And right. From there on, it's been rare if I rapped over somebody else's beat. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, because. Yeah. I'm like, but I want you, you to know. Yo, you got some high quality ass, dope ass songs and beats though. Cause I know you take, I texted you the other day. I think it was like two weeks ago. And I'm like, yo, this shit is like high class rap, bro. Like, yeah, that's that shit is dope. high society mm-hmm. rap, bro. <laughs> um, how did you connect with those producers or that producer who I don't know who that is for you or if you get them from one person or multiple people, but. Um. I'm I'm pretty good. I swear I feel like I should be an A&R when it comes to like beats and stuff and like listening to people yeah. songs and being able to pick the right beats for them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just I'm good for me. Like I literally know what I sound good over yeah. or know what I can make the best song out of. Right. And I kind of do it two ways. I do it one the one way is that I think about what the people might like. Right. And at the same time I think about what I like cuz I don't want to ever deviate from what I do as an artist, because yeah. once you do that, you're gone. Yeah, like, sure. <laughs> you're gone. So, um, for those type of songs where you felt like, man, how did he make these type of songs? It was literally me vibing out to it, just searching for beats. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> vibing out to the beat, and literally sometimes um, I let the beat speak to me. Right, like this is something I told my brother CJ um, that. When I write certain songs, sometimes they write themselves. Yeah. Um, I wrote a song um, about my 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 our, you know our grandma. Yeah. You know um, when she turned when she turned ninety, I wrote a song called Granny Rose. Right. And I had this beat for maybe a year. Yeah. And I listened to it the first time, couldn't really get too much of a feeling about it. But maybe a half of the year later, I listened to the same beat, and. It was like the beat wrote itself. Right. You could just hear the you could hear the song, you could hear the melody, you can hear what it's supposed to be talking about in the song. And I feel like that's a different ear that you have to have when it comes to being an artist. Like some right. artists can't 
they need they need ghostwriters. Definitely. No sh- yeah, no shots at the ghostwriters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Quentin Miller. You know, you know Quentin yeah. Miller, you know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. out to uh Travis Scott, you know. Yeah, 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 for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um sometimes like once you you get so involved in certain beats like that, they just the music writes itself. Yeah. And that's when you really become so in-depth in just the vibe. Yeah. That you able to you hear it you hear it all right and so so your music how you said that you, you know you invest a lot of yourself into your music right so are there any is there an upcoming project upcoming single something that we can expect out of KFP maybe this year of twenty nineteen a quarter of this year any at any okay, point okay, in twenty nineteen quarter of this year okay so like I always tell everybody. <laughs> I'm sitting on so many projects. Right. Uh, of course, life gets to you. You be doing other things. But I do got music that um, I feel is worthy to be put out. Yeah. Um, one of my... I, I got two types of projects. One is the hype take. is a hype take. Yeah. Which is more like club beats, you know, more trap beats and stuff. And I called that CD Eyes Made of Money. Okay. And um, it's just pretty much something you can catch a vibe to. Yeah. And I had another CD that was more on the hip-hop lines of, like, the Kendricks and the J. Coles and the Chances. Yeah. And that CD was called Just Because. Mm. And um, that CD is probably more, like, that's more that's like your, That's you the CD. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the CD. That's yeah. album material yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. Um, not to say Eyes Made of Money isn't. Right. But, like, if I say What Is Me, What Is Me is the Just Because album. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Eyes Made of Money is probably be one of the uh, CDs that I do put out with so, City Thoughts on so it. So why drop why drop two different projects instead of mixing parts of Eyes Made of Money with Just Because or vice versa? Like we said, um, we talked about earlier was versatility. Yeah. Sometimes you want to show, show two different drastic sides of you. You want to uh-huh. show the side of you that can do... Uh, more of the trap vibes, more of the hype vibes, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, uh, from what I've learned, just being, uh, doing the industry stuff or just listening to other people's music, everybody ain't trying to think. And right. The attention span, we went from three <clears throat> verses to now two verses yeah. to now a hook and a verse. You know hey, what I'm and you know this crazy thing is, is, man, I love three verse songs too, bro. When I get a song with at least Three verses? I'm like, oh, I already know this shit. <laughs> because you can't do a three-verse song and any of the verses be whack. Right. When you do three-verses song, all three of them bitches have to be A1. And, and you got to be a good artist to do a three-verse song because I feel like any song, it's like writing a book or writing a, a story. Right. You know, you need the be- you need your intro. You need, you know, halfway through. You need the climax. Yeah. And that's pretty much how you got to write your songs. You can't start off high, jump to the middle, right. or start off low. Jump to high, then come back low. No, you gotta build the song. Like so, three verses they give you time to build a song. Yeah. But people ain't their attention span is not there anymore. Right. So they can only really be there for a song and really understand the song for two minutes. For sure. And that's why I tell most people now, like, if you making a song and you just rapping for three minutes, yeah, they gonna cut you off. You somebody gonna skip the next track. Yeah. They're going to skip the track because you've been rapping for three minutes. And what have you been talking about to engage them? Yeah. They ain't got nothing that they can be like, oh, yeah, this was the vibe. No. Right. You've been rapping for three minutes. Like, 
they, they ain't getting nothing from that. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. I'm not gonna ask you to freestyle. I know typically interviews are about. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Like, freestyle. But <laughs> 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 well, I'm gonna ask you what separates KFP from other artists. I'm gonna tell you right now. I can fuck your bitch. Niggas say this fresh as me. Niggas say getting money. Nah, for real. That's what separates me as an artist is that um, I'm probably the most versatile artist that I can think of right now. Right. You could put me on um, a hip hop beat. You could put me on a trap beat. You could put me on a gospel beat. You could yeah. put me on an R and B beat. And I'm gonna somehow make it pop. Definitely. And I'm not giving. 50% on any of my songs is always 100%. And if right. I don't feel it's 100%, the song getting canceled to me. Yeah. So that's what separates me from most artists in that I'm original. Right. I ain't rapping about nothing that I ain't never did, that I ain't, I ain't lived my whole life doing. I'm rapping about the stuff that I literally have done. Right. And I'm not deviating from that, period. And so so you talked about, like, you working with TB. Facts. Um. Are there any other artists that we can expect to see you work with? Especially because for those because people listen from all over. Shout mm -hmm. out, we have reached that one K mark. So hey, niggas is listening okay, from all okay. over. Okay, you know, we're gonna get that to 2K. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get that to 2K. We're gonna get that to 2K. Uh -huh. We do that 1K, that's what's up. Yeah. Um so specifically we from Cleveland. Right. Rep the city very hard. Right. Um in this Cleveland scene of music. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you feel like you're getting support from people? Do you feel like you people are willing to collaborate in Cleveland artistically? Um, I I do feel like people are willing to collaborate in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. It depends on um, how big the artist is. Right. I've noticed from the biggest artists that we got in Cleveland yeah. that you know they still want to charge you like they some type of major price artist. You know. For sure. I got friends who didn't work with certain big artists in the city. You know, and they didn't charge them $800 to do a eight-bar verse on a song. And it's like, wow. you're not even popping for real. How are you yeah. charging this much? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you know, they'll or they'll say, like, yeah, I'm about to do the I'm about to do the verse for you or whatever. I'm going to come through on the video. And then they'll never come through on the video. You know, it's like, I'm not with all that. Like, yeah. if we're going to get on, like, I took a trip to Atlanta um, last summer uh -huh. and uh, when i went to atlanta i realized they had like four or five hip-hop radio stations wow and you know what they was playing on their radio station what atlanta artists i bet all atlanta artists you know what i'm saying I bet. and these people working with each other man and yeah. i'm pretty sure they ain't like charging you out the pocket for rapping now it is a lot of artists here that you can work with man um snap guy p that's one of my boys. I used to I work I used to work with him at fucking Chipotle, man. Like yeah. he one of the dopest. Shout out to Chipotle. Hey, shout, shout out, out to Chipotle, to Snap man. God. I got so many crazy stories about that. <laughs> double steak, double chicken, man. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but for real, man. Um, Snap got P, man, and, and Big Iller, man. They like two of the dopest, um, two of the dopest like videographers in Cleveland, man. Yeah, and, and they so like they not even like. They don't get the light and the shine that they deserve because I've been watching them grow for a minute. Right. Funny thing about it is, like, he gonna probably hate me for saying this, but yeah. it's a podcast, whatever. For sure. Snap guy used to go by the name of Chris P. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the nigga literally, we, I was KFP, he was Chris P. We was not in no group, but yeah. I was KFP first. Niggas you know had mad alliances in the room. It's fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> we get we getting cut with the shit, man. Yeah. But like 
I remember um, we played one of my we had played my CD and played one of his songs or whatever, and it's like, oh, we fucking with KFP, yeah, and you know, and so, but that pushed him to even a whole nother level, right? And, and I'm not gonna lie, man, Snap God is nice, bro. I'm yeah. not even gonna say a nigga better than me, but you know, yeah, nigga is nice, like he's nice. He right. can do what he do on the mic. We got a song together on my Just Because album, mm-hmm. you know, um, Big Iller. They they've been doing this videography and photography for a minute, and now they are like so dope at it. They've been shooting stuff for Ray Junior. Yeah. They didn't shot stuff for Future. They didn't shot stuff for Haha Davis. Man, like wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. they really been putting on for real, and I feel like they deserve that light. Like, well, we gonna shout them niggas out. So wait, we got what's they? Inst- do you know their Instagram? Snap God P. Snap God P. And Big Iller. And Big Iller. Yeah, we definitely gonna shout them out. Everybody that we mentioned, we gonna make sure that you get the biggest ups that you could get this oh, episode. Oh, for sure, man! Like, yeah, for sure, boys, man. Um, and so, um, uh, so we we at fifty five minutes. Man, we've been talking this long. Ain't that crazy? It is crazy, man. This shit really, yo, I'm telling you, this shit, this shit really be it'll fly by on you, man. Um, we at fifty five minutes, so okay. we gonna wrap this up soon. Um, so when can we expect just because? I want to put the eyes of uh, eyes made of money. Out oh, first, eyes. You know? Okay. I wanna, I wanna and so, when can we expect that then? Eyes made of money. Let's see. Let's see. You put me on the spot with. Okay. Well, I don't you. put title. I, I really don't put dates yeah. on shit, man. Cause like I'm the type who I can record something and be like, oh yeah, that need to go on there. You know what I've learned about creative <laughs> niggas? I could tell when a nigga creative when he don't put a deadline on. Shit. I don't, man. I don't, cause shit can change. Niggas was asking minute. me, Dad, when the pie dropping? Hold on now. You rushing me. <laughs> I gotta make sure this shit is good and you rushing me right now. Nah, but I can respect that. Um But look out for okay, look out for TBs from scratch. Man. TBs That's from scratch out, is coming out. Coming out in August, man. And then right now the project that you already have out on Audio Mac is called Good Feelings. Good, good feelings. feelings. That's that's a project, it's about maybe two years old, but like I say, I make timeless music. You can listen to that. That's a fact. That's a like, fact. To ten years from now, you yeah. can still get something from it. So yeah. I can say that for sure. Like if you listen to Good Feelings today, I put money on it that you gonna right. get something from it. If not, I'll cash up you some money. Hey. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a good ass promo run you know though. That's a good ass promo run. Say you don't get nothing from it though. I'm cashing up that ass. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, hey, the niggas got on the chain too, so he definitely got cheese out hey, here, man, bro. I'm tucking this in like fucking <laughs> I'm gonna tuck, tuck mine in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel you. Nah, so shouts out to you, KFP, for coming through, doing this episode, man. This shit hey, is man. huge. We're going to run this shit. We're going to promo the fuck out this episode because I really fuck with it because the reason why I fuck with you and I fuck with this episode is because, like I told you before, I fuck with you because you've always given me feedback that wasn't biased on the episodes. And most importantly, what a lot of people come to this podcast and do, and this is no diss to anybody, Shit's about to get a little gritty. So, so, so. People, Tell them. Bro, people have been DMing me, right? Okay. And they'd be like, yo, let me come on the podcast. And I'd be like, mm, well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. But you was going to talk about some shit. First off, nigga. Gotta come with a, yeah, you got to come with some type of idea. Topic, yeah, man. don't just try to come on my shit. Because niggas wasn't trying to pay for equipment when I had to buy the man, fucking okay. equipment. You weren't shooting <laughs> with me in the gym. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then, niggas will come on here and it becomes less of a, co- like, I fuck with this episode and I already know I do because it's very conversational. I asked you shit, you asked me shit, we talk. People come on this bitch, bro, and they don't know what the fuck to say. And they wait for me to lead every point in the conversation. Mm-hmm. They don't say shit that I can build off of. Right. So to all of those people who do that shit or, or hit me up and say, yo, let me come on the pod, 
Stop asking me that shit. If you do not have something you bring into the episode, to the table, stop asking me that shit. Don't ask me to think of some shit. Don't ask me to create some shit. Look, all I'm saying is if you don't want a nigga that's all up in your videos, all up in your songs, come to Death Row. <laughs> Yo, seriously. But shouts out to you, though, because you came to this bitch. You came with some reflection, hella good thoughts, and just really just, just really helped the shit become as organic as possible and extremely organic. Oh, yeah, City no Thoughts is my one of my favorites. So we're going to push the fuck out of your album. I'm going to listen to that bitch, stream that bitch up. It's going to be all over my IG. And everybody, yo, if y'all support me, support KFP. That's literally support, what I'm support, saying. Man. Let's support each other, man. So let's keep supporting each other. Shouts out. If you like the Outrighteous Podcast, like, share, subscribe, comment, review, DM me, but don't DM me on no trash. Um, yeah, nah, don't DM. I was about to say some shit that's going to yeah, give yeah. me a trouble again. Positive energy, bro. Positive energy. Yeah. Like, man, fuck y'all. I'm coming to see you at your house tonight. Stop playing with me. For real. But also... Um, share KFP shit, man. A lot of y'all have said that y'all like City Thoughts, so make sure y'all sharing that bitch. Listen to it. Man, put yeah. that shit up on your Instagram. Put that shit up on your Twitter, your Snapchat, your Facebook, whatever the fuck you use. Um, let's push each other shit out there, man. You got anything you want to leave off with the people before um, we get out of here? KFP216 SoundCloud. Yes, sir. You can, you can check that out. KFP216 on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. And if you want some music, man, just hit me up. Hit me up on, um, on Instagram or whatever. I definitely DM you some music. I'm sitting on hella songs right now. For hella real. songs. I'm definitely going to drop some music. So if you want to hear something and that you want to hear something that's that's dope and that's going to get your mind thinking, or even if you want something that you're going to shake your ass to or do something else to, you know. And we're here for all of it. We're here for all of it. All of we're it. We're here for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to emphasize which part we're really here for. We're here for all of it. <laughs> yeah. For real, man. We're right here, man. Shouts yeah. out to Dev, man. Hey, um, appreciate it. Always proud of him. Always proud appreciate of the, the work he's doing. Appreciate and it. And I said, like I said before, you're doing a, a podcast that I can actually relate to. Yeah. Like, we come from two different age groups. Sure. But the fact that I can look at your podcast and realize that you are growing as a black man, as an individual appreciate in the that. community and uplifting, that's what I'm about is uplifting the community. Definitely. We are not trying to talk about nothing that's going to tear us down. Hell no. So that's why I appreciate that, man. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Um, it's the Outrighteous Podcast, man. We have all the dope conversations. We pushing all that shit. So if you if you like this shit, like I said, subscribe, rate, review, all that shit. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're available everywhere. Um, check out Audio Mac. Um, for KFP's projects, just type in KFP and Audio Mac. The shit will come up. Um, follow him on SoundCloud. That's where I stream City Thoughts from. So just make sure y'all streaming up each other. We're going to support each other. Until next time, y'all. Trying to ruin my day Long as these checks coming in, I'm straight Cut a few off, no, we do not do the fake Ay, I got everything in my backseat for the trip And I'm riding solo, I don't need no extra lift Cruising through the night, I play the background like a pill uh, We just stack the bread and reinvest it, that's a flip uh, Still don't know my name, let it bang in the street Ay, I don't do the colors, I just bang over beats Ay, Might just keep it going, then I charge for a seat